Welcome to our latest message of the week. We hope you enjoy part seven on peace in our series, How to Live a Meaningful Life by our pastor, Renee Molina. So let's just open the Bible. Let's just get in it. Um, if you have a Bible, can you go to Galatians chapter five? And we're actually going to do a little different reading today. Galatians chapter five. If you've been uh, uh, connected to the series, um, I want to give a shout out to our podcast producer, Junior. Um, he's been getting the podcast ready. Um, the one that has seen Endgame 80, like eight times. Was it eight? About eight times? Seven? <laughs> um, and so Galatians chapter 5, um, verse 1. He's like, Renee, why do you keep bringing that up in front of everyone? <laughs> uh, Galatians chapter 5. Um, I want to read verse, verse 1. We're going to be jumping around a little bit in this reading. And so Paul writes this, and he says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And then we're going to jump down to verse 13, and then it says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Say with me, free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in your own selfish desires. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. I want you guys to follow with me real quick. This, everything we're reading right now, Paul is just talking about community. Having a good and healthy community. Unity, right? And so uh, jump down to verse uh, 13. We already read that. Now jump down to verse 19. So then he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Let me ask you something. In most of those, what do those things hurt more than anything? Others. Exactly. So Paul is saying that when you live by the Spirit, you live in peace with those around you. And so then verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And there's this, there's this scripture, there's this one that, that we didn't read. Ah, yes, I, I, I skipped that one. It's verse 15. Listen to what he says. And I'm going to ask everybody to, 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 to listen on this. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Paul is huge on being united, on being together. And so I want to talk to, uh, today about peace. Say with me, peace. And now a lot of worldviews, they talk about inner peace. You know, a lot of people talk about inner peace. Just have the peace within you. You know, have peace. You got to have the peace. You got to have good vibes within you. But that, that is a grain of peace. That's a piece of peace, if I could say it that way. A lot of money and power will get you peace, but a piece of peace. Does that make sense? All religions give you a grain of peace. But the whole peace is when you are connected to the God of peace. You guys following me? 
When you are connected to the God of peace, then you have whole peace. Now, now everybody wants peace. Everybody talks about peace. But only the God of peace knows exactly what true and genuine peace is all about. Now, what's the opposite of peace? Drama. Can I get an amen? <laughs> hey, you guys are quick on that one. <laughs> Anxiety. Worry. Inner war. Having your and your body not being on the same page? What else is the opposite of peace? Real wars, pointless real wars, fear, yeah. Can I tell you something? The less God is acknowledged, the more drama, the more anxiety, the more inner war you're going to have within yourself. So now, what is peace? What is peace? And so, uh, like I said last week, some of us are like, man, Renee, why do you talk a lot about definitions? Well, one is because, I said this last week, one is because we're covering key words, right? That's kind of the series. And then secondly, because when we define things, when we see the original definition of things, it kind of refreshes us and it sees things in a new light. It takes all the dust and barnacles out of beautiful words. You, You know what I mean? So what is peace? Here we go. What is peace? I want to define it for you. Oh, my gosh. When I saw the definition, I was blown away. What is peace? Here's the definition of peace, the biblical definition. A state of freedom from anxiety and inner turmoil. When God lives in a life, when somebody is surrendering to God, You're in a state of freedom from anxiety. You don't have to live anxious anymore. You don't have to have anxiety attacks anymore. Isn't that crazy? My favorite words is state. It means you're established in a state of freedom. It's not like, well, you know, today I don't have peace. No, no, no. When when you follow God, you're in this, this state You're like, it's not this temporary thing. You live there. The other definition is having harmony in relationships. Can we put it on the screen? Having harmony in relationships. What does that mean? That means that the more you're connected to God, the more harmony you're going to have in your relationships. But the less God is, you're connected to God, the more drama, the more anxiety, the more war in between relationships there's going to be. Does that make sense? The more you follow and connect with God, the more peace you're going to have. Can I tell you something? When you follow God and when you're connected to God, all Everybody's drama doesn't enter your heart. You're immune to the drama. Some of us live in drama-filled families and drama-filled homes. Can I get an amen? And when you follow God, all that crazy drama for your mama, oh, it's no, no pun intended, no pun intended. <laughs> all that drama, too much for, you know, our mamas. <laughs> When you follow God, that drama doesn't get in you. <laughs> wow, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> On the wrong day. Sorry, sorry, mamas. <laughs> but when you don't follow God, all that drama takes control of your life. We're, we're called that, to, to live a life of peace. Enemies of, of peace. Like I said, drama. 
something that Kaylee and I are strict about is we don't like drama. There are churches that the pastors add to the drama. Some of us have seen churches like that. Some people are addicted to drama. And they're like, if there's no drama, life isn't interesting. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, my goodness. And something Kaylee and I, three years building a culture with our team is we want to create a place where, where drama, we're immune to drama. If drama comes in, it dies fast. And if it comes up like a volcano, it just dies fast again. Because we want to be a place where it is peaceful. That's why sometimes I love like chill acoustic uh, worship sessions because our lives are like filled with so much noise and crazy music and podcast, whatever. And, and, and just coming to service and just having that peaceful, it just, it feels good. Another enemy of, of peace is pride and arrogance. Tell the person next to you, you need to be less arrogant. <laughs> It's funny because whenever you, some of you do that, you like, yes, this is what I've been wanting to tell them. <laughs> but an enemy of peace is arrogance. Why? Because arrogance loves drama. Pride. Why? Because you're willing to do anything and destroy anyone's life for the sake of your well-being. Something else I didn't mention in the Bible, the word peace also means completeness, soundness, well-being, security, prosperity. The word shalom is not this word of like, man, I feel so much peace right now. No, 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 no. It literally, it's this whole thing of well-being and completeness. Also, the enemy of peace is gossip. We hate gossip. Please, if someone hurts you, speak directly to them, right? We do not want gossip because gossip is an enemy of peace. The enemy of peace is betrayal. Misusing someone's trust is betrayal. Another enemy of peace is rejection. Another enemy of peace is anxiety. We want, to be, we want to create a culture where people are just peace-filled. And how many know that you leak? <laughs> Sounds weird, but we all leak. Whatever's in you, you it's contagious. In your home, if, especially parents that are here, if you're anxious, guess what? Your kids are going to have a little anxiety around you. If you're fearful, your kids aren't going to be like, no, I can't see my mom. My mom's so brave. No, 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 no. They're going to sense because you leak. We all leak. You're contagious. And if you're fearful, the people around you are going to be fearful. Now, after we've kind of defined a little bit, I want to tell you, we are messengers of peace. If you have a Bible, can you go to Luke? Uh, go to Luke. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And it's crazy because I feel like more than ever, our culture, our people in L.A. need peace. New. Everything, especially nowadays with like all the news cycles, all the notifications we're getting, 
Like, what do we have on our phone? Some of you, your favorite feature on your phone is do not disturb. <laughs> what are you saying there? Don't disturb my peace, right? How many love, like, like sleeping and waking up by somebody's noise every once in a while? Like, no one. Everybody's looking for peace. But the thing is that peace only truly comes when we follow the God of peace. How many love that do not disturb feature? Yes. How many need more of that in your, in your phone? Like some of us, can I tell you something? I, I, and, and this is going to the other. Some of us, you know where our, we're going to get our peace? By telling others to stop. We say yes so much that our peace is constantly abused and violated. If we want true peace, we need to tell others no and we need to tell others to stop. It's funny because uh, um, I've, I've, hear, I've heard many parents, they're like, I just need like a 10-minute break. Like, just give me a 10-minute break, you know? Some of us, like, we just need a little breather. And that little breather is going to be your place where God's going to be like, hey, remember, I'm your peace. But, be- but a lot of the times we don't have peace, not because we're victims of crazy lives, no, but because we've said to a bunch of things we said uh, we shouldn't have said yes to. Some of us, I feel like, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but some of us, you, if you, God's like, you want more peace? You need to start saying no more. There's some that it's like, oh, my gosh, my life is crazy. Yeah, you just said yes to everything. You need to start saying no to things. And that's going to be your secret to peace. And so God, he wants us to be messengers of peace. Luke chapter 10, I want to uh, show you this scene. So this is Jesus, he's, um, this, a scene with Jesus. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was going to go. And this is the message he told them to do. Here it goes. He told them, wait, wait, Luke 1. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, jump down to verse 5. It said, he, Jesus says, when you enter a house... First, say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. Isn't that powerful? Wow. And then he says, if not, it will return to you. It's like, whoa, this is, so peace is like this thing. Like, um, stay there eating and drinking whatever it says give you for the worker deserves his his or her wages do not move around from house to house but jesus says to all his people he says when you enter a house first say peace to this house if someone who promotes peace is there your peace will rest on them if not it will return to you stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you for the lord for the worker deserves his wages do not move around from house to house i want to tell you today You are supposed to be a messenger of peace. God is calling you to be a messenger of peace. If wherever you go, there is more peace, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if wherever you're going, there's more drama and more anxiety and more fear and more worry, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. If we want to represent Jesus well, we need to be messengers of peace. We're called to carry a message of peace, a message of completeness, a message of prosperity, a message of favor, a message of well-being. We need to carry a message of peace. 
But what are churches known for? What are a lot of Christian people known for? Message of turn or burn. Message of, of fear. And if you don't listen, you're going to burn in hell. Like we, and, and it's like that does not bring peace. That brings like anxiety overload, you know? We are called to carry peace. Ask the person next to you, do you carry peace? <laughs> well, you better carry peace. I don't know if you've heard of this thing called the Crusades. About a thousand years ago, a bunch of Christian men. Can we put the, the picture on the screen, please? A bunch of men in the name of God went from Europe to Jerusalem massacring and abusing thousands of people, men, women, and children. In the name of God, they were bringing war, destruction, rape, just this abuse. It, 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 how many have heard of the Crusades? Raise your hand. It's this, it's this crazy thing that Christian men just, they got crazy. It was like for a hundred years they were doing it. And they were like, we're going to go because it's ours. And we're going to destroy people and kill people because God wants us to have this land. And it's... And then the last crusade, it was a bunch of children that went. And most of them were wiped out. I want to tell you today that these people don't represent God. They don't represent good. How many, how many have had like atheist friends that they're like, if God is so good, what about the crusades? A lot of people think that way. But what a lot of people don't know is that God never sent that. God never planned that. God is a God of peace, not a God of abuse and corruption and massacre and, and, and injustice. These people spat on God's face. But they did it in the name of God. They did it in the, we could, we could take the, the picture off. It's a little heavy. But they did it in the name of, so it doesn't matter. I'm actually, I'm reading this book about, um, about pastors in the 1500s. And you know what it said? He says, he says, any church leader that abuses people is a fraud. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh. Any church leader, any person that leads others and represents Jesus to others and, and abuses people are frauds. They're fake. And he actually calls them, they're antichrists because they're against everything that Jesus is for. So what's my point? My point is you and I, if we are to represent Jesus, we need to be messengers of peace. I don't know. Like if you go to places and you take drama, you're not, you're, you're doing, you're, you're, I don't know who you're representing. If you're taking more anxiety, if everyone around you is talking about something great and wonderful and you come and just bring terrible news, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know, but my grandma, she had this habit. I don't know if it's a, gra a grandma thing, but my grandma had this habit where, like, we were all talking about, you know, something good. And it was all jolly and wonderful and, yeah, you know, and my grandma would come and she would be like, but did you see the news? Did you see recently? Did you just kill the boy? In that street, that, yeah, I know it was fun and all, but in that street you're talking about, he just killed a child. 
And it's like, Grandma. <laughs> We're called to carry a message of peace. And Jesus, I find these words, I still don't even understand this. He says, if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. I still don't even understand that. It's like, how does peace work then? What vibes do you carry around? Do you carry peaceful, do you, do you carry peaceful things? Do you carry, or do you just take more, just struggle and war? Do you like instigating, you know? <laughs> Some of us just find it just fascinating. Let me just be an instigator and cause more. And it's like, and according to Paul, that is a straight behavior that God is not living in you. I know that's what the Bible says. Like, I know, but Renee, they're Christian. So what? Christian's just a label. You guys with me? And the last thing I want to share with you today is that is the usefulness of peace. I want to give you three uses of peace. Peace. Wow. A lot of sound effects going around during the message. <laughs> the usefulness of peace. Peace, number one, will help you find God's will. Where in, if you're in a relationship and you don't have God's will, I mean, if you don't have peace, you're not in God's will. If you're in a job and you just feel no peace, you're not in God's will. Because God's neighborhood is always peaceful. Can I get an amen? God's neighborhood is always peaceful. God's will is always peaceful. So if you're in a job or if you're in a relationship, if you're in something, God, you're in a place where it's not peaceful, you're in the wrong place. Because God guides us through his peace. Some of you are now paying attention, huh? God, is, 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 his peace will guide. There's a scripture that they say about Jesus. and It says, Jesus will guide our feet into the path of peace. So that means that wherever God guides you, you're going to have peace. But if there's just crazy after crazy after crazy issues, 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 and you just don't have peace, you're in the wrong place. The second use of peace is a sign that there is health. One of my favorite writers, here we go, you guys ready? I wasn't planning on sharing this. One of my favorite writers is that every single person is made up of six layers, kind of like an onion, right? <laughs> We're kind of like an onion. Six different layers, like your mind, your spirit, your body, your, your, your environment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what he says is true holiness is when every layer is in peace with each other and in peace with God. I'm like, wow. So if until you find that peace within yourself and that peace with God, then you're moving, you're moving into holiness. Because that's a sign that there is health. And then the third usefulness of peace is protection. There's this scripture. Actually, can you read it with me? I want, I want to finish with this. I wasn't planning on you reading. I was planning on having it on the screen. Uh, but uh, can you go to Philippians chapter 4? I want to give you this scripture. Philippians 
this scripture that says that God's peace protects us. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I don't know if we have it. Do we have that? No? Okay. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And this is for anybody that has no peace right now. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. This is one of my favorite parts of scripture. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray for everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will protect your hearts and your minds as you live in the Christ Jesus. If you trust God, like what Martha was saying in the ministry time, if you trust God, his peace will protect your heart and your mind. Many of the times why we're so hitting, hitting, getting hit by all sides is because we're not trusting in God. The more you trust in yourself, the more fear and anxiety and drama you're going to have. But when you trust in God, his peace is going to protect you. Kind of like a, like a helmet, you know? Kaylee and I, we watched Black Panther last night. Kind of like Black Panther's helmet. It's, it's that, that helmet, you know, nothing could penetrate it. That's kind of how God's peace is. Hey guys, it's Pastor Kaylee Molina. On behalf of our church, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope to have you back next week.